Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I am your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, living our best lives, and getting into whatever we get into. We decided we'd take the first hunk of our podcast and talk about the COVID-19 pandemic, how it affects you, how it affects us, how it is slowly destroying my will to live. (laughs) You said hunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) The first hunk of our podcast. Uh, It's my new favorite. If we have a t-shirt, that's what's going to (laughs) be. Just just a ripped Chad. Like that's the first hunk of our podcast. (laughs) No, not Chad. That doesn't seem to embody us. Maybe a Peter Steele type. <laughs> All right. But I do need to ask, because it's come up a, a lot in the internet these days. Is this a podcast or is it a cake? Uh, we have to check. You know, I am a little nervous about checking, but I was very um, irresponsibly <laughs> chopping a lemon the other day. And uh, that the I missed the lemon. And the knife hit me, and it did not look like cake. Okay. I think I may not be cake. You're not but cake. But you might be cake. I could be. I don't know. I was asleep during all my surgeries, so they could just <laughs> not tell me I'm cake. You're <laughs> just changing out the filling. <laughs> <laughs> very awesome. Well, happy birthday to you, sir. Well, thank you very much. You will have a birthday before these people hear this. <laughs> yeah just before (laughs) yeah so when you get this wish matt a happy belated birthday there you go (laughs) i can sing you the black people happy birthday song happy birthday to you happy birthday happy birthday to (laughs) you makes me feel like i should sing the bennegan song to you happy happy birthday (laughs) from all of us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that is the white version of that song yep you nailed it buddy <laughs> uh, i am a true white person <laughs> it's true it's true that's just the way it be so let's dive <laughs> into this what is going on in the greater virginia area uh so we have 74,431 cases Oof. Uh, it's up about 5.5k from last week. So that's like, I think last week we had a 5,000 in- increase. This is just above that. So, Ouch. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, but it's also, yeah. So, uh, and then we have 7,020 hospitalizations, which is up a little less than 400, which is less than last week. Okay. Um. And then we have 2,007 deaths, which is up about 50. So those two numbers are a lot lower. The rate of increase is Mm -hmm. a lot lower. Um, But the cases are up. So it's like, is this just another one of those wait for it situations? Or are we just treating people better? Or are we getting a lot of asymptomatic cases? I'm just not sure. Yeah. Not yet to be seen. Yeah, so that's what's happening in Virginia. I think um, not much has changed since last week. There's still a lot of like, oh no, look at the south of us. <laughs> it's concerning down there. Um, and 
you know, people are kind of focused on the, is um, the emergency unemployment going to end at the end of July or won't it? If so, a lot of people are going to need to figure something out. Um, So that's kind of where we've been at just kind of holding steady and, and watching the numbers <laughs> religiously yeah. out in uh, like boots on the ground though. Like, uh, you know, I've been teaching for another week now and there's this, I, I would say for the most part, the people that I have encountered have been ready and willing to follow guidelines there are a few people that like we have a requirement to have masks and we have places where people can stand, um, you know, on their way in the door, they get their temperature taken, blah, 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 blah. They go out to the, um, to wash their hands and then they go into the waiting room where they have to sit like all apart in different corners of the room. And, um, for the most part, everybody does it without question, which could be just be that they want to take a class and they want to be kicked out. Yeah. Um, but then there's also like the random person that like just barges in with a mask on and then they just take their mask off to talk to you. And you're like, no, 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 that's no. the point. <laughs> you don't want to be close <laughs> no. to me putting your breath in my face without a mask. Yeah. It happened to our rock star front desk person and, uh, she awesomely like handled the situation like a pro and then like sprayed the air with disinfectant (laughs) like leave take your bad germs with you so um so i mean yeah in general that's just kind of been uh the feel here um but that said i did just pick up uh some tacos and like i ordered it for pickup and there were like four girls on a, on the patio, like within two feet of each other yapping away. And I'm just without a mask and I'm just like, okay, that's a good personal choice, I guess. (laughs) So I don't know. That's just, that's, that's what it is here. What about you? What about what's going on in Colorado? So we are at uh, 38,726 cases, which is up 2,000 from the previous week. So still way up there week to week on cases. But uh, we're at 5,966 hospitalizations, which is only up 102 from last week. So that's a good number. And 1,615 deaths, which is only up 29 week to week, which is our lowest week to week death rate that we've seen in a while so uh, same with you guys as it's cases are rising hospitalizations and deaths haven't congruently rose with it right yeah so i guess everybody in our two states are just like looking over their shoulder to see what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) um as for policy changes um the governor implemented a statewide mask policy today, so everyone has to wear a mask if you are in public. I saw that. All of my Colorado pages and email situations all sent me an email to let me know. <laughs> I was like, I don't live there anymore, but cool. <laughs> so, you know, that's good. Uh, um, we are worried about the economic impact because our uh, thing runs out July 31st as well for unemployment. But uh, the governor also put a was it two weeks 
you have to give people like two weeks or a month before eviction now and he's imploring people to like work with your tenants but i mean that's that's nothing those are just words (laughs) i mean if you have a nice employer or i'm sorry a landlord a nice landlord then you have a nice landlord and you've known that from the start if you don't have a nice landlord they're not going to magically become nice because polis was like be nice to your tenants exactly it's not a thing so i don't know hopefully we can work that out um I, I don't know but yeah i am seeing the same thing you are with just a lot more masks uh the grocery store this week is actually a hundred percent masks i didn't see one person without one that's cool So that was good but i did run into my first uh i don't want to wear a mask person at the liquor store today actually oh um, really it's you know a local store a really cool dude that runs it it's right down the street from me so he definitely knows who i am and um and he he wasn't like super strict and they're like oh we don't have to wear a mask he's like well you should they're not enforcing it yet but it's gonna happen like any minute now and she's like i don't see the point in doing it but uh, you know if you don't make me I'll, i'll shop here i'll be fine like so it wasn't like one of the worst in the world but yeah, still but that's still like... putting someone in a lot, like in an awful position. That's what I kept on thinking about when I saw those ladies today um, on the patio. And I was just like, I felt really bad for the people that had to work there. Like, because you're watching people that clearly don't give a crap about the virus Yep. for them. So they certainly don't care about you. And all the employees are like, all you know, yep. all suited up and... It's a taco joint, and they look like nurses. Yeah. And, like, these people are, like, you know, I just, ugh, it kind of gets under my skin watching it. Oh, yeah. There's some amazing photos, uh, amazing in multiple ways, but uh, of people, like, dining out and then, like, just sitting back on their phone with their flippy floppies, and the their, uh, you know, servers got full mask, full you know, face guard trying to serve them with, and it looks horrible. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it looks exactly, it looks like, it looks like exactly what it is. Yeah. Which is people not giving a crap about the human that serves them. Yep. Like, ugh, so disgusting. And in, but in larger, sorry, oh go ahead. There you go. Oh, I was going to just say that in larger news, the only thing I was going to mention was Walmart. Walmart is now requiring masks at all Walmarts and Sam's Clubs. So let the games begin. Yeah, let's see all the Karens with their videos thinking that they're uh, dunking on, on employees by being a giant pain in the ass. Yeah, and I mean, it, I almost think that we're going to see like a new breed, like, like, uh Bubba Karen <laughs> that because I like I really there were a couple cases and I actually didn't write this down but I was just listening to something earlier there were a couple cases like two in the whole country so obviously not like a trend or anything but um like where people got violent towards the like someone got stabbed in a Walmart oh, for geez. asking them to put a mask on and it's like who are the people that work at Walmart Versus who are the people that go to Walmart? It's a lot of the same demographic. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, there's just so much chance for like, 
volatile situations to come from this. Um, and so Walmart, apparently they're assigning like something in health ambassadors, I think is what they're going to be called. And, uh, they're enforcing the mask situation. It's like, I hope those people are big, tall, white dudes. Yeah. That's what I hope <laughs> because I just, I, yeah. Anyway. Well, any of the bouncers got to do something since bars aren't open. Hire some big old That's bouncers. True. Yeah. Get some bouncers and throw some people <laughs> out of Walmart. That would be the best. <laughs> I would almost pay to watch that footage. Just, oh, you don't want to wear a mask? Foomp. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them the bums rush. Just yeah. Uh, I was going to say that uh, our friend Florida was in the news yet again. If you saw, it was uh, they had the highest day-to-day cases out of any state ever in history. They have the trophy. Go, go Florida. Go Florida. Go Gators. I, uh, ugh, no. I mean, yes for this, but. Even then, I don't even want the Gators to win at something like this. Like, I'm not that much of a poor sport. But I, I like, I saw something where it said that if Florida were its own country, it'd be number four in the world. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. (laughs) Take it seriously, please. Close (laughs) Disney World. Stay home. Like, what are you doing? It's, it's crazy. It is, and it, yeah, so if uh, you missed it, our last episode was about Florida, exclusively about what the fuck is going on down in Florida. <laughs> uh, so tune into that if you're wondering why we seem so exacerbated. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a hard week. So anything uh, new going on in the world of Luna? Um, not really, other than my birthday. My birthday happened, so I'm a whole one year older. Um, whatever that means. Uh, I continue to like all the same things. I continue not to really know what I'm doing. So yeah, that sounds like adulthood, right? (laughs) That's just the human condition. Hooray! But yeah, it was a really cool birthday. I, um, it was really quiet, which was wonderful i spent the weekend out in charlottesville and just slept a lot ate a lot of food we got south african like like a big old south african meal nice obviously takeout um so (laughs) it was it was so perfect because it was literally like us like sitting on the bed curled like you know sitting on our <laughs> our legs like looking at all of this amazing food and not knowing where to start and then just opening everything and it was just like a feast and then we ended up having to like <laughs> throw the sheet out because <laughs> we were, not throw it out but wash yeah. it but it was, we were just like um, nom, nom, delicious food <laughs> and we're like oh maybe we should have been like a little bit careful all right let's 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 change the sheets <laughs> but, um but yeah, and then just watched a bunch of movies, and it was delightful in all the ways. Sounds like a great weekend. Yeah, I couldn't do our usual, you know, beer run, or not beer run, bar run, yeah. bar hopping, and dinner, and meeting up with friends for a movie night or anything like that. So this is the low-key version of our birthdays, and maybe one year 
when <laughs> we don't have a pandemic. I would say next year, but God damn it, Florida. Right. Um, we will have to do some sort of joint. We'll have to meet in a city or do it here. And I almost said here in Virginia. Where am I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but in one of our states and do our usual bar brewery hop. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you didn't uh, do the math in your head, we are our birthdays are exactly seven days apart from each other. It's true. <laughs> yes. So we typically celebrate for one entire week. That really kind of turns into a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's going on in Matt world? Uh, well, I'm on vacation. Uh, I'm second day of my staycation. Woohoo! It, uh, you know, just feels like nothing because i'm not going anywhere <laughs> doing anything but you know but you're not logging into work i'm not so logging that. into work and i'm sleeping in and doing all the fun stuff that's awesome is spumoni letting you sleep in oh yeah okay she has an auto feeder so that takes care of that that's true i don't even think like even if nisha had food she'd still be like i'm bored get up there's a certain level where if i'm kind of up and moving around she wants me out of bed she'll start chewing on boxes really loud <laughs> and that's just like i know you're awake so just get up oh <laughs> good kitty um and that's pretty much about it um company hasn't said anything new about coming in or doing anything and yeah, although uh, that's kind of an interesting thing, is we got a, an email the band did about playing a pretty big venue because they were going to open up on July 31st and they wanted to start mm. booking their August shows. Mm. And uh, by the time I responded, he, uh, he had to be like, well, actually, we're not opening now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm so shocked. Yeah, no, I definitely responded the first time with like, yeah, if, whenever you're ready to book, I know things are day-to-day -day right now, kind of like hinting at like, I don't think you're actually going to open up, but if you want to try, we'll, you know, we'll support that, I guess. I don't know. Man. As long as you don't try and make I've... us sell tickets to a, a show, because I'm not forcing anyone to leave their house. Yeah, that's, I feel like, I feel for them if he's like, you know, down your neck, ready to book you. Yeah. They're probably really trying to stay afloat but. yeah because if you don't if you're not serving food at all you can't open up so all the bars are all the bars that are just bars are really struggling and then yeah, yeah if your big pole is your big stage it's not gonna not gonna do a lot so yeah i feel bad and it, but it was kind of like a funny like are you sure you're opening <laughs> i don't think you mean that <laughs> but you gotta play you gotta play the game so you gotta be like oh yeah totally we're down to do the thing don't tell everyone how to play the game <laughs> matt god don't listen to him no he said nothing no if, if someone if someone <laughs> it's asks all you to, live live music magic yeah it just happens yeah no if someone <laughs> asks you to play a, a big show just just tell them to fuck off that's what you're supposed to do just like no. oh my god please don't listen to matt oh <laughs> that time really don't listen to matt <laughs> oh lord so uh you want to jump into our subject of the day 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so today we're going to take a look at how other countries around the world are responding to the coronavirus pandemic. Yes. So um, lately, in my opinion anyway, it has felt somewhat terrifying to be like locked within the U.S. borders almost literally yeah. since we're not allowed to go to any other countries. Yep. It's like, no, you stay home. <laughs> we're going to go hang out, but you don't get summer, United States. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, and then also like for me with all the chaos that's been going on, I haven't really been thinking about anything international. Mm -hmm. And I typically do like on a, on a, in the regular world, I'm typically staying up to date on international news. And lately I have, I like with all the civil unrest and everything, I haven't really spent a lot of time. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of wipe the condensation off the window and stare out <laughs> to see what's going on out there. Um, so I'm going to cover a few countries in East Asia, and Matt is going to cover a few countries in Europe. Uh, and I would encourage you to look at this as like a launching point for more research, because obviously we're not going to have a ton of time in this episode to like dive into all of the details of all of these countries yeah. uh, but if there's something super interesting you can feel free to look it up or even better you can ask us to cover it that's true and we will yeah, absolutely. so do that do, the, do it <laughs> all right so i'll i'll go ahead and start is that cool yeah, go for it all right so i'm going to start with china and um Looking at China, I just want to reiterate that COVID-19 is not the Chinese virus. That is not what we're calling it. It is not what it is. And if you're not sure why that's the case, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Um, okay. So China, as of today, as of this recording, has um, 83,612 confirmed cases, which is about 0.6% of worldwide cases and they have 4,634 deaths which is about 0.79 of worldwide deaths so their death rate is 5.54 percent um if you were just like oh my god those are numbers that's exactly what those were <laughs> they were indeed numbers <laughs> i mean uh if it's for the people who is that's helpful to them um According to the National Health Commission via U.S. News, uh, China just reported having only one new confirmed case and two asymptomatic cases in the last 24 hours. And so that would appear to be very good news. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, totally. I think it's cool that they track both symptomatic and asymptomatic <laughs> I don't think that the U.S. is quite there yet, but that'd be cool one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> um, additionally, additionally, according to the BBC, the Chinese economy is bouncing back, they say. Um, the year-to-year -year percentage change of GDP had fallen into negative numbers, uh, but has bounced back just above the negative. Um, and that that bounce is like a little higher than experts predicted. So this could point to a V in China's economy rather than a U. Okay. And just a quick review, uh, a V is a quick fall 
followed by a quick rise, so it literally looks like a V in a line graph over time, and a slow recovery is much more costly, and it would look like a U on a line graph, so just in case you haven't looked at too many line graphs. <laughs> I'm always looking reminder. at graphs. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you're fine. Um, so yeah, that I will say that the idea of China's economy recovering quickly is a bit premature mm-hmm. uh, by many expert standards. It appears that the Chinese stimulus measures have been helping uh, the industrial production so- sector, but not necessarily the travel, dining, and leisure sectors of the economy for obvious reasons. Um, And, I mean, just simply because consumer spending is extremely low (laughs) in those areas, much like it is everywhere else. Um, So I do want to say that I would want to take all of this with a grain of salt for two reasons. The first reason is because uh, China was accused of doctor- doctoring their coronavirus re- coronavirus reports in March, mm-hmm. um, but since then they fired back saying that it was an attempt for American agencies to shift the blame to China. So at this point, I have no idea yeah. <laughs> who to believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, but you can read more about the whole situation in the Times article, uh, China denies hiding coronavirus. So, I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even give you an educated guess at this point. Um, And the second reason I would take this with a grain of salt is because China has a lot more control over its citizens than many other countries, Mm -hmm. just based on it being a communist country. And that control is especially exercised in the industrial production sector. So this would probably be a good time to remind everyone that I think it was in 2010. um, And it's, from what I can see, has only gotten worse at this point. But in 2010, uh, the Foxconn factory in Shenzhen, China, became um, in the national news because they added suicide nets. Those nets are still there. I'm sure they're not the only factory that have suicide nets. And it's, I just, I'm just going to say it again. They have suicide (laughs) nets. Like, nets to catch people when they attempt suicide. So, yeah, their industrial sector is doing great. Take that with a grain of salt, all right? (laughs) Okay. On that note, on to Japan. So, in Japan, there are 22,890 cases, which is 0.16% of worldwide cases, and they have 985 deaths, which is also 0.16 of worldwide deaths. I don't really know what that means um, in the wider world, because my brain just, like, shorted out. (laughs) (laughs) You we you have to remember we've we've been in quarantine this whole time and I feel like some of my processing power has slipped away. <laughs> well, look at it this way: how many how many deaths were there again? Uh, nine hundred eighty-five. Only nine hundred, like less than a thousand. Less than a thousand. 
Uh, so today when I looked up for part of my research is we're somewhere around 138,000 in America alone. 138,000. Goddamn. <laughs> so that's that's one way to look at it compared to us. Good God. And honestly, both of our states alone have more than 1,000 deaths. And that's an entire It's true. Country. It's true. Ugh. Anyway, um, death rate, their death rate is 4.3, so less lower than China. So their numbers have been relatively low throughout the pandemic, despite the dense population on its islands. I mean, most people, when you picture Tokyo, you kind of picture like masses of people in those giant crosswalks you can fit a house in. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I was kind of surprised to see that. However, uh, CBS News just reported today that 136 cases have been reported on U.S. bases in Okinawa. Um, Prior to these cases, there were only 148 confirmed cases in the city. Uh, So almost doubling their cases. Good job. Yeah, I saw that article. Yeah, the U.S. came in with our base and like, hey, you want a coronavirus? (laughs) Here, have some. Uh, So the defense minister, Taro Kano, I don't know if that's how you say his name. Kono? I don't know. Uh, Please let me know. I'd love to. Uh, So he has pointed to, quote unquote, several problems with the U.S. response to the pandemic. (laughs) To me, it sounds like there is some tension building between Japan and the presence of the U.S. military right now when it comes to the virus. Um, which may cause problems down the road. Hopefully not. Um, The governor of Okinawa is quoted as saying, Okinawa residents are extremely anxious. And the defense minister replied, we're extremely concerned. (laughs) (laughs) And he also said, quote, we'll deal with it. Um, So all of that was Wednesday. So sorry, that was all yesterday. Um, Wednesday. So today, Thursday, uh, Japan reported more than 600 new cases, which is the single, the highest single day report in three months. Um, they don't want to do another state of emergency lockdown, just like everybody, uh, especially since many people in Tokyo commute to work. Mm-hmm. But it's likely that a second lockdown would be optional like the first one was. Um, And in an article in the Kyoto News, two commuting Tokyoites is apparently what they're called. Who knew? (laughs) That is adorable, just like everything else in Japan. Um, So the commuting Tokyoites uh, mentioned that they, they don't plan to return to working entirely from home. Okay. If there's another state of emergency, um, because they just have so much work to complete. Mm-hmm. It's very, very Japanese, indicative of yeah. their culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I can't, I, I can't pass judgment on any of this really, but it's just interesting to watch the response. It's frustrating for me personally to see that their numbers are going up, um, in large, I would say a significant portion of those numbers are U.S service members yeah annoying um okay so then finally south korea uh it's clear that 
they've been living up to a reputation of kind of being the bomb <laughs> at dealing with the virus. Uh, so they have 13,612 cases, which is 0.09% of worldwide cases, and 291 deaths, Whoa. which is 0.049% of worldwide deaths. Their death rate is 2.13%. Wow. Yeah. Go South Korea. Y'all, you taking refugees? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not allowed to go anywhere. We just oh, covered that. God damn it. All right. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, let me read this next part and I'll take that all back. Um, so uh, much like in Japan, U.S. bases are reporting more COVID cases in South Korea. Here we yep. go. America's ruining it for everything. <laughs> right? Um, according to Stars and Stripes, which is an independent news organization in the U.S. military, uh, service members have been arriving with the virus but they have been required to test in quarantine, so hopefully that will be sufficient to contain the spread. I feel like America Cuff. is like, you know, like when in high school you'd have like a party with booze and everybody just be chill and hanging out and just drinking. And then you got that one guy that shows up and he drinks too much <laughs> and he causes a problem. America is that yeah. guy right now. <laughs> we just show up really at everyone is. else's parties and cause problems. God, no one invited this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, it has not been all like roses and peace and happiness in South Korea. Uh, according to the New York Times, hundred of, hundreds of quarantined foreigners are being held in a Ramada um, and seven other facilities in the country. Local residents in the neighborhood of the Ramada are accusing the government of rec recklessly exposing them to infection. So protesters have committed them to themselves to making as much noise as possible <laughs> outside of the hotel to drive the quarantine foreigners away. So, it, like, I looked it up and they're just, like, hanging out with gongs and just making tons of noise constantly throughout the day. And people like residents are like they asked to be moved to rooms in the back of the hotel like away from the street and they're like no we don't have room <laughs> <laughs> like, so um some residents have turned to white noise apps and noise canceling headphones uh but being in the hotel room for two weeks with almost constant noise takes its time. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, there's just nowhere for these folks to go. The Ramada does only have a three-month contract with the government, uh, so hopefully the next facility will be further away from any South Korean residents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, all right, that's that's what I have. I, I would have loved to look into more. I wanted to look into the Philippines and um, more East Asian countries, but... Uh, and Taiwan. Yeah, we may need to do a I part two of this because I also hit a whole lot of info and it's like, gotta distill it. Yeah, maybe maybe we will. All right, uh, give us the situation in Europe. All right, so let's start with our good friends, England, or the UK <laughs> as a whole. So just for comparison, just uh, numbers I pulled. So the first US case recorded of COVID was on January 19th. And we currently are at 3.53 million cases, which is 1% of our entire population. 
that's fine. Everything's fine here. And we're at uh, 1,300, or sorry, 138,000 deaths. So, in comparison, the first case in the UK was on January 31st, just a few days after ours. Mm-hmm. They their population is six sixty six point six million, which is pretty pretty metal of them. It <laughs> <laughs> is. Um, but they got uh, two thousand. Oh, sorry, two hundred ninety three thousand cases, which is point four percent of their entire population. And mm. they're at forty five thousand one hundred and nineteen deaths. Forty five. Forty five thousand. Wow. So, interestingly enough, there was. Uh, the World Health Organization made a new uh, global health security index on October of 2019, ranking every country on how well they could handle a pandemic if a pandemic happened. Interesting. The U.S. was ranked number one, and U.K. <laughs> was ranked number two. Oh, no. So according yeah, to- whoever that was at the WHO... Well, they uh, he's probably like pushing papers right now. <laughs> well, according to this Times dot uh, com article, uh, they failed to include the political climate which both these countries are in at the moment. Oh, you mean run by nut jobs? Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Yes, I did on a recording forever. <laughs> Um, so there's been a lot of comparisons to the U.S. with England. We've essentially both fumbled it massively. Yeah. But um, some interesting stuff is um, England went hard initially on uh, doing herd uh, immunization. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And by the time okay. they turned to go the other way, it was too late. Um Oh, Lord. And, of course, famously, their uh, prime minister also caught the virus, supposedly. I have theories. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> he is a master manipulator, and I could see him doing it as like, oh, poor me, look at me, I'm with you, I'm with you all the way, I totally I, got it. I, I could also see that, yes. He's he's so similar to Trump and also so different. Yeah, it's a, it's a different it's kind too- of horrible yeah, two beasts. Ooh. Anyway. Um, so, also interesting enough, they ran a simulation in 2016 um, about how they could cover a, um, a pandemic, specifically a flu pandemic, and they found they had mass shortages of ventilators and personal protective equipment for health workers. Oh, weird. Um, when, they, uh, asked, uh, when they decided to see what they could do, they put this project on hold for two years. To deal with a possible no-deal Brexit. Oh no, so Brexit inst- comes yeah. again. So instead of going, oh my so they knew there was an issue. Instead of like, all right, well, let's let's make sure we're planned for this. They're like, well, let's see how Brexit pans out first, and then we'll get back to this. And Yeah, ain't no virus going to wait for you. The <laughs> <laughs> virus is going to be like, oh, you looking over there? It's like the, my cat. If I look in the opposite direction, there's a little paw that's reaching for my cookie. (laughs) On May 3rd, a survey of 16,000 doctors found 48% have bought or obtained pieces of PPE outside of official channels because they're unable to get their own protective devices. That sounds a lot like the U.S. And uh, a... 
governors making deals with foreign com- countries to get masks because our government anyway yeah. <laughs> all right you keep no. going and uh, they're also having many issues like we are of their um people of color being struck more with the virus and also their poorer uh i don't know you call them states countries like wales have been hit much harder mm. because um they can't it's really afford it kind of thing mm-hmm um, and another interesting thing is Health Secretary Matt Hancock eh, asserted on Friday that it uh, had met the headline-grabbing aim of conducting 100,000 daily COVID-19 tests by the end of April. The figure was 1, or sorry, 122,347, he said, although officials concealed that 40,000 of those were sent to people's homes or satellite testing centers and not, had not necessarily been processed. Oh, no. So they're like, we'll totally get up to a thousand daily tests and everything will be cool. And they're like, yeah, we did it. And they're like, but but you didn't. No, we did it. We did it. Oh, no. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, I think it was late March that they decided to uh, lo- uh, lock up for the first time. But like I said mm-hmm. before... Even though that seems like it's not that late of a response to do the lockdown, because they went so hard of just basically ignoring it up until Mm. that point, it was already too late, and they got behind on testing, they got behind on hospitals. Um, They have a socialized um, elderly care, Mm. and many of those have had mass outbreaks, Mm. and... um, And they have nowhere else to go. Like, that's where they live. And they don't have anything mm-hmm. to do there. There's one that had two masks for five uh, people, uh, five workers. So just totally unable to deal with the entire situation and fumbling it horribly. Wow, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> How odd. Except they knew that they were intentionally going for herd immunity. Yeah. And our dodo was just like, no, it's not here. We've solved the problem. Yeah. We're we're fine. We've beat the coronavirus. Yep. And now we have 138,000 people dead. Yeah, this Times article, uh, I believe, was named something along the lines of uh, how the U.S. and U.K. totally failed at coronavirus response. <laughs> and it was yeah. just comparing <laughs> us back and forth, and it just sounded like the same same stuff, yeah. same problems. Such a bummer, man. Um, so like you grow up thinking that like we have these brilliant scientists and doctors and social scientists and we can handle anything that comes our way, and then this happens and you're just like, oh, okay. Like those people are still out there; they're just being hamstring. Oh yeah, which uh... there's nothing to do. Nothing we can do about it. Yeah, which it sucks. Which brings me to a country that handled it properly. Um, we're jumping outside oh. of uh, Europe, and we're gonna jump to. Uh, oh, to my... I thought you were doing okay. Well, I'm also doing the Aussies. Oh right, I do- totally forgot about that. Sorry for misleading y'all. Well, I mean, we are doing the Aussies. I got another European country if we got time after this as well. Um, sure, sure, sure. But so Australia, their first case was uh, January 25th. So again, pretty much the same week that we saw our first case. They have 10,810 cases total Mm, in the entire country. 
Um, so their pop, total populations twenty four twenty four point nine million, which gives them point zero zero four percent of their population got coronavirus. Dang, they're on. Let's see, they're that's pretty close to South Korea. No, even South Korea had point zero nine percent. Oh no, that's point zero nine percent of worldwide cases. Never mind. Yeah, I'm kind of. I did the math a slightly different than you. That's all right. Yeah, cool. And they're only at 113 deaths for the entire country. What? Yeah. That's awesome. So good job, Australia. Yeah. You can improve in a lot of other ways, but good job with this. <laughs> so they uh, uh, connected the success to uh, forming a cabinet in mid-March, which brought leaders of all the territories and states, uh, well, along with the um, federal government, to. Um, figure out the situation and the states and territories had primary responsibility for public hospitals, health and emergency management, including ah, putting down the lockdowns and spatial distance restrictions. The Commonwealth or the federal had primary responsibility for the income of business and support programs and coordination. Coordination of these responsibilities was crucial. So essentially it kind of broke out like we kind of did in the U S but they mm-hmm. did it good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like they can handle a an emergency. Well, that's good to know. Uh, do you have an update for where things are right now? Um, well, they are they're slowly opening up. Um, they one of the most important things that does tie to the one thing they did completely different than us as well is all their updates for any coronavirus related things come from. Um, Scientists? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> so, yeah, um, the uh, Prime Minister has ma- mostly talked about the business and the economy and left any of the science and uh, restriction announcements up to their national um, health care. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, slowly getting angry. <laughs> Not at Australia. Australia's doing great. But just, uh, you know, as of today, it wasn't the press secretary was like, we're not going to let science get in the way of opening schools. Like, literally, <laughs> that's what she said. So I just. Yeah, it was essentially hey. them just passing off like scientists tell us what to do and we'll do it. And it that's seemed to pan out great. really well for them. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's, uh, and one uh, thing I also think uh. that helped is Australia's health care system is divided into public and private sectors. The public-funded universal health care insurance scheme is called Medicare and provides partial or full coverage to most primary health care services to all Australians free of cost. While several companies offer private health care insurance funded by a combination of government and private entities that will allow it to expand for coverage, and border choice so there's yeah that similar isn't that how it is in england as well uh, i think so i didn't really see that it's pretty similar but i'm sure there are some nuanced differences that i don't know about from an out as an outsider so it, it let them you know shift more stuff faster because all the you know all the hospitals all work the same all work under the same system so they can provide the same health care and just worked out. 
Interesting. And one last, we'll jump back to Europe and talk about one more awesome uh, recovery, is our good friends in Germany. Germany! So their uh, first case was January 27th. They have 201,000 cases total. And for a country of 83 million, that is 0.2% of their entire population. And only 9,144 deaths. So they did get hit hard, but um, overall, compared to us and compared to England, doing well, well better. Yeah, like they're, they look, it sounds like they're closer to um, the kind of East Asian percentages. Yeah. Um, so according to our world in data, which, uh, you know, that's already a website I should love. <laughs> Throughout the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic, Germany has shown several elements of success across four phases of preparedness and response framework. Prevent, detect, contain, and treat. The country's incredibly strong enabling. Sorry, the country's incredibly strong enabling environment, including good local public health care system and expert scientific institutions, has largely contributed to uh, to this broad-based progress. Hmm. Yep. So sounds um, like they have scientists in charge as well. Exactly. Well, they actually the developed the first test for COVID was in Germany. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And so they. Um, that hospital and other scientists uh, institutions mobilized in early January to launch a national crisis management to umber- understand the epidemic and pandemic. Wow. So they were on top of it well before anybody else. Mm-hmm. Even though they still got hit, they are like, hey, let's, um, let's look into this before it gets real bad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, because I know that, like, Everybody is seeing like a little, whether it's a tiny or moderate uh, second wave, I wonder how they're dealing with that. Because I know that Melbourne and um, in Australia has, I mean, they're under lockdown again. They went back under uh, restricted lockdown. So it's like, but it sounds like, you know, like when they, when I hear that they did that, now I know that it's like scientists were like, we got to do this to nip this thing in the bud because these yeah. people keep on breathing all over each other. And <laughs> um, and so, like, I feel like, oh, okay, well, that's going to solve it. Like, they're going to be able to actually have barbecues again one day. Um, yeah. Whereas us... We keep just wanting to open back up. And, like, I get it. Like, for some people that want to work and stuff. But... In, until there's a, a vaccine, which is highly unlikely, unfortunately, at this moment, the best way to get rid of this is not herd immunity, but just to let the virus just die out. If no one gets, if it can't spread to other people, it just dies. True, but I think that it's so widespread that I don't think it'll just die out. I, I think at this point it is bound to continue to, you know, spread. I think... We just need to, I don't necessarily think we have to go into lockdown as a country. I think certain different states should probably go into lockdown um, or like places with an infection rate above a certain percentage need to go into lockdown or something like that. Um, that's just what I've been thinking about lately. And like, 
with the school situation, like, I get it. Like, we kind of need schools to open for on many different levels. But if you, like, just like you were saying with Australia, when, you know, they've kind of been open for a while now before Melbourne just, yeah. you know, re-lockdown. So, like... Not it like if it's going all right in your area, you should probably should be able to let people go to work and you know their kids go to school as long as everything happens under scientific guidelines and people are socially distanced, they have enough PPE. You know, kids are prioritized in a certain way where kids that can learn, you know, a certain distance learning a couple days a week or whatever it is, like actually tailor like center the human experience and their safety and then go from there but unfortunately in our country that's just not going to happen i mean i i certainly don't believe it will i mean maybe that's me being a negative nancy but (laughs) i just i I don't see it happening (laughs) yeah and you're right like each state and that's why it should be left up to the states has different situations Montana is doing pretty good because seven people live in Montana. Oh, no. I think... <laughs> <laughs> There's at least 17. <laughs> so they're, they're not having issues in Montana because you can socially distance in Montana because it's massive. It is very big and beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and so. maybe, you know, like the counties of Montana are probably just doing yeah. just fine cities maybe a little less fine whatever it is i mean i was just i was just listening to something about sioux falls which i would have assumed would have been fine but they're not fine because they have the smithfield factory and everybody works shoulder to shoulder so like the entire town is sick (laughs) but um but yeah it's i just think that i guess my pie in the sky wish after hearing all of this reading all of this is that we we as a country, at least for America and worldwide, would just center people's lives and ex- and health in our decisions, and not the money and special favors and special interests to political parties. It's just like this Betsy DeVos woman is just continually. <laughs> driving me mad just the worst just the worst and it's like she's just like all of this is to benefit her you know her family her husband who has a charter school it's just uh, anyway yeah i mean my hope is also that we don't feel like we're too good to learn from what other countries have done right because that tends to be america's thing too to go no no we do it our way we're american I've never, not once ever have felt that way. And I wonder if it's like partially because I have some sort of immigrant experience or something, but I have never, ever thought I can't learn from another country's experience. Like that thought has never crossed my mind. It sounds so foreign when you say it, but you're, you're right. I, I've heard people say those things and I'm like, what, why? Like, why do you think you're immune to, like, facts and science? That doesn't yeah. make sense. But And it's like, yeah, it can work for us if it works for them. Yeah, we might have to edit some things and change some things to fit it. But if someone already proved you can do something one way, why reinvent the wheel? Just go, 
hey, let's take what they did and make it work for us. Mm-hmm. And that's on many other topics, too, oh, not just COVID, sure. prevention and all that, but a lot of things. And, yeah, America just wants to do it ourselves. No, Ma, we can do it. Don't <laughs> We help. can do it, but just, like, stop killing everyone while you fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, anyway, I I don't know. I think that there's hope for the U.S., um, in comparison to these countries, I think that it's possible for us to pivot and get out of this thing. Um, I, I just don't have a lot of it right now. <laughs> sure. I have a lot of hope. But if any of you have some hope that you can spread, I'd love to have some. Because right now I'm just looking at everything like, oh, it's nice that those countries have it figured out. Our Cheeto is going to sit here and continually just dig up graves while, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's a thing. It is a thing. that will lead us into our next uh, section of the podcast. (laughs) Let's distract ourselves. From all of the terror (laughs) and horror. So what have you been distracting yourself with uh, this week? Uh, So I've kind of taken a turn. and I've been re- researching like plants and stuff because I want to like I've always wanted to grow things. My dad is an amazing has an amazing green thumb. We've always had living animals and plants, fruit trees, vegetables, all sorts of things growing up. And I've always wanted to at least start like having a little garden. And I've always lived in an apartment where it's like not really possible or like I just don't have a way to have like my own little Luna garden. And so um, I'm finally going to start it because fuck it. <laughs> so uh, nothing big. And I know I'm going to make 1,000 mistakes because every time I research everything, people are saying like slightly different things and I have no Mm -hmm. idea. So I'm just going to kind of dive in and I'm sure I will probably murder my plants at first and I will be very sad, but I hope I learn from it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I'm planning on doing like maybe like right now, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of doing like three pots. Um, like larger pots and I'll have like cucumbers and romaine lettuce in one succulents in another because obviously and um, basil and marigolds in the other and maybe maybe like one other herb so and then I can make make my little things eventually I'd love to grow some tomatoes but um, I live in a very strange place so I just have to kind of figure it out as far as where because I'd like to do the hangy drippy tomatoes yeah Um, but yeah we'll see so yeah, that's very what I've nice, been very cool. doing in my time when I'm not staring at awful, awful headlines that yeah. we didn't even talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What are you distracting yourself with? Um, well, the band just uh, finished filming another music video, Ooh. so I'll be editing that soon. Fun. Um, so that's that. I have been kind of quasi-distracting myself with trying to figure out what to do on a staycation where you can't actually go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You do got to get away from work at some point. You really do, and I'm glad you did. I Honestly, like, if I could staycation, which 
isn't really a thing right now <laughs> because I work <laughs> 45 jobs to make my life happen. Um, but if I were to do it, I would just like max out on like the way I would approach it is like take two things per day ish mm -hmm. that I would like really like love to like I would love to just lay on my couch and read but I never have time to do that so if I had a staycation I would set aside some time for that obviously bookended by naps and then <laughs> you know either cooking or eating my fave my fave foods that sort of thing. So hopefully you can find some time to do the things that you don't typically have time to do because you are either too tired or you've been staring at a screen for too long, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> well, hopefully you're going to be diving into some more comic books and that'll be fun. Shocked. Shocked, I say. <laughs> <laughs> you and your comic books. That's great, though. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. So, um, let's go into everyone's favorite portion of the show. Only in a pandemic. And still major civil unrest. Because <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> we're it still protesting ends. here. Oh, yeah, we're still got one going here. Mm -hmm. And it's it's still a thing. Still. So, what stories have you found or personal things? Uh that, you, that you've come across um so my only in a pandemic story uh <laughs> is only in a pandemic and major civil unrest that disney produces the most horrifying commercial known to man <laughs> i did not see this <laughs> oh my god it looks like it looks and feels like a horror movie and then even better someone went in and edited it and like changed the music to be all minor keys <laughs> It's so creepy. It's just like, you know, they did this like we're open. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And they like all have masks and they, they're like smiling with their eyes and they're like, hi. And they're like waving huge at the camera. And it's just like, we're safe. Come play with us. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. Don't make me. <laughs> it's yeah it's like creepy as hell just the regular one it's like yeah. all happy and weird and you know we have all these safety measures here are all the reasons you shouldn't be here like it's right. like it's kind of like the, like a you know a drug commercial where it's like you know here are all the side effects <laughs> like, oh yeah <laughs> like here's everything known to man and also death but like it's a disney commercial it's truly just as creepy it's yeah if you haven't seen it look it up and then look up the dystopian looking one where they and they like dubbed over <laughs> their voices too where they were like please don't come here yeah please don't come here and they're like smiling and waving they're like please don't please stay home <laughs> it's it's oh, disney yeah uh, anyway what about you what's your only um, pandemic story it's heartwarming and sad at the same time. Oh, good. <laughs> so only in a pandemic does giving away free things become politicized. Oh, Lord. What now? So there was two guys uh, in Long Beach, California, uh, handing out free masks to anyone that didn't have a mask. 
and for the most part went really well and was really nice and i applaud those guys for doing that Mm -hmm. but of course they came across people that yelled at them for doing so and you know went on mask tirades what is there a is there 5g in the mask now like what's their shit now haven't you seen the the meme? It's a mind control device. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so over this so much. I'm like, losing yeah. my mind. Like why are you Maybe you're, maybe they're wearing their masks wrong and that's why they hate them or something. Maybe they're trying to swallow them and that's why they can't that could breathe. Be it. Yeah, that like, could be it. Maybe they were like Oh, so you're supposed to line your mucous membranes with these. Oh, okay. And then you're like, hey, bro, don't do that. You have to say bro, otherwise they don't listen. Right. Hey, bro, don't do that. That's like, that's not going to help you breathe. And they're going to be like, I can't breathe. Oh, my gosh. I just, I sent you that thing with the, um, the cartoon for Douglas County. Yeah. Colorado. Yep. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I. How about this? I, as a person all the way over here in Virginia, I sanction your hands for slapping. And if you could just (laughs) go out in Douglas County, you can put some gloves on, you know, so you don't have to touch them. But if you could just slap some people around, that'd be great. (laughs) And this is a response to what is a political Basically a political cartoon on their... Either they're official or the mayors or somebody up there that got in real big trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yes. had uh, Polis's boot on the back of someone's head, pulling a mask on their face, saying "I can't breathe." Yeah, it's it's. Which I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't the go off to the Black might... Lives Matter movement right. for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it never looks good. No. <laughs> But yes, that is that is a, only in a pandemic. Yeah, it's, can you not just can you just give away free things and be nice? Goddamn! <laughs> I hope those guys got more love than hate. I believe so. It's a good video if you check it out. But they, they do run into some crazies, of course. Yeah. Yep. So let's go ahead and wind this story or wind this podcast down with our hermit level. So on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale of being a hermit to 10 being Howard Hughes and uh, marrying a movie star but then living inside your movie theater, <laughs> or on a, on a one, you're the Wolf of Wall Street. No, no, let's do it. Let's do uh, Jack from <laughs> Titanic. Titanic, and you're just running around the uh, lower decks and dancing with everybody. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Where are you at on your hermit level? Well, definitely not a one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Now, I'm at about a six this week, which is, you know, lower again. I don't like it. I think I need to go back up (laughs) a little. (laughs) But, yeah, I've been a a six, mostly because it was my birthday. So, I, you know, I kind of drove around and um, I got, I, like, stopped and got uh, tacos twice this week. Um, Man, I miss tacos. Hmm? I miss tacos. They're good. Um, uh, the only places I can get them from are just delivery, and by the time they get delivered to you, oh no, they're not good. Not good. Not good. Anyways, good. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, just kind of, uh, and also teaching a lot more and stuff. I've just kind of been 
socializing more, which I guess is the way it's supposed to be, but eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, solid six. What about you? Uh, probably at a six, maybe a little higher. Um, I did go see my parents this weekend and meet the puppy. Yay! Um, and more I'll, I'll feel it more coming up because it's my weekend birthday. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll get a bit more stuff there, but mostly just seeing the band and the puppy. Yay, band. And... Yeah. So, and puppy. But... <laughs> <laughs> and that was about it besides my excursion to Target for the first time since the lockdown. <laughs> but that wasn't seeing people. I was actively avoiding people and just... Sliding between the gaps of like six feet. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, it could be fun to like get a wig and a really wide hat. (laughs) You can't get near me. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go ahead and end this episode. So if people want to uh, hit you up and still say happy belated birthday, where can they do that at? Oh, heck yeah. Uh, You can find me at at luna underscore minui so that's l-u-n-a underscore m-i-n-u-i-t and that is on twitter and instagram and you can find us you can wish us a happy birthdays (laughs) (laughs) belated birthdays squared (laughs) um you can find us at at goth and sloth on instagram and twitter and gothensloth at gmail. And yeah. What about you, Matt? What are all your things? Well, I'm wizard underscore Matt on the Twitters, where I'm mostly at, but I also post it sometimes on the Insta. Uh, wizard Cosplay. My band is Leonardo Leonardo. You can find us on SoundCloud, Leonardo Leonardo Band. And my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard. Ta-da! Yay! So, that, so that'll end another episode of The Goth and the Sloth. Yeah, guys, continue to wash your hands, please. And wear your damn mask. Mm, Yes.